0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. An Ipsos public affairs poll conducted for Global News and released just days ago shows a dead heat between the federal liberals and conservatives among voters nationally. What do you think could change that dynamic? And I'm thinking about area codes here. We've all heard them when it comes to federal elections. The area codes that make ultimately make the difference and result in who, well, deciding uh, who gets elected, 905, 416, 514, 604, and 250, 905, some in Ontario, 416, Toronto, 514, Montreal, 604, Vancouver, Lower Mainland, and 250, not the rest of British Columbia, but uh, much of uh, Vancouver Island. All right. What what What's going to change? What's it going to take to change the reality? And uh, the other question that I have is, how do you, I'll ask you this um, in a call-in segment in a few minutes, how do you predict the next federal election is going to turn out? We've heard all sorts of theories. Daryl Bricker is the CEO of Ipsos Public Affairs. He's the author of Next, which is all about what's next in this country of ours. Well, I mean, it's fascinating stuff, and I, I say this every time Daryl's on, everybody in this country should read Daryl's book next. So, uh, Daryl, thank you uh, very much for, for joining us, um, as always. So, we, we have, if I understand correctly, if we're looking at public support in this country for the liberals and the conservatives, if we take the New Democrats out of the picture for a moment, is it still a dead heat between the liberals and, and, and the conservatives?
1: Yeah, it is a dead heat, Roy, but uh, dead heats tend to go to the Liberals. I mean, they've lost the, uh, the popular vote in the last two uh, federal elections, mainly because what happens is the Conservatives overperform in uh, on the Prairie Provinces or within the Prairie Provinces, particularly Alberta and uh, Saskatchewan. They also do pretty well in British Columbia, by the way. Uh, but um, what that does is it kind of inflates their national vote, and what they really have to do better in is, is the province of Ontario, and also the province of Quebec. Uh, if they could have a bit of a breakthrough in Quebec, it would make a real difference to the outcome of the election campaign. But most important for them is they have to increase their support by probably, you know, seven, eight points uh, in, the, in the suburbs of the major cities of Ontario. If they can do that, it would be a different election result.
0: Daryl, how significantly will events like i was going to say stories but it's more than a story it's an event it's a series of events now how significantly will events like the uh, accusation the uh, the determination that uh, china interfered with our 2019 and 2021 federal elections play how how significantly will that play with the electorate and and i and i add to this this writer with more and more information coming out with more and more public officials like Richard Fadden, the former head of CSIS, calling for a public inquiry, with more of these developments taking place and with the prime minister remaining obstinately determined to not uh, go forward with and support a uh, public inquiry. How how will that affect uh, the voters?
1: Well, it drags them back into that uh, that persona uh, that doesn't work for them at all. And, you know, it's, it's exactly the same thing going all the way back to SNC-Lavalin where you know, the government gets very defensive, uh, the Prime Minister basically dismisses uh, whatever the allegations are, and then over a period of time, we find out more and more and the pressure increases, so the government has to do something. That's where we're back to again. Uh, who knows how this one is going to turn out? Um, you know, anybody who knows Steve Chase and, and Bob Pfeiffer at the Global Mail know they never quit, uh, and also the reporting that's come out of Global News uh, on, this, on this topic as well. They're not going to quit, so there's going to be more that's going to come out on, on, on what happened here. and what it does is it pushes the government into a position of defensiveness. and whenever they're you know uh, confronted on this question of ethics or the prime minister is presenting himself as though he's uh, you know, fighting against allegations that are coming his way about uh, you know his own personal behavior, what did he know and what didn't he know, and what did he do or did, didn't do about it. This puts him right back into that same persona that people really don't like that we've seen all the way back to 2019. And if he's there, he can't talk about anything positive that the government wants to do.
0: Okay. And other than Justin Trudeau, who are the power brokers in the Liberal Party? Who, who can carry the Liberal banner if it's not Justin Trudeau?
1: Well, you know, my my assessment of the situation is nobody. I mean, there's nobody that has sufficient profile within the Liberal Party, um, the way that Justin Trudeau does. And, and not only that, since coming uh, into power, the Liberal Party has become more of just a personal vehicle for the Prime Minister. So, you know, what is the Liberal Party all about these days? Well, it's about supporting, supporting Justin Trudeau and his particular views of what the future should be and the views of those people who surround him specifically. So there hasn't been a lot of space available for anybody else in this government to build up enough profile where they could easily take over and, and win the next election campaign.
0: So no Justin Trudeau, no Liberal Party?
1: Well, there was no Liberal Party before Justin Trudeau. Were That's true. 33 caught. seats. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you take a look back to 2015, I mean, if Jack Layton had uh, uh, not unfortunately come down with what he'd come, what he, what he come down, down with and had fought the 2015 elections, probably would have won it and probably would have been in, in a position at least to form a minority government. The only reason uh, that Justin Trudeau became prime minister was Tom Mulcair became the leader of the uh, of the NDP. And at the start of that campaign was well ahead of both Trudeau and Stephen.
0: I remember that.
1: So Yeah. So, I mean, Justin Trudeau resuscitated the liberal party from uh, basically being pretty much dead, built a cult of personality around himself, built an infrastructure around him personally. And that personal brand is really what the liberal party is. And without him, it's difficult to see what's left.
0: Jagmeet Singh was on, uh, on this program an hour ago. And uh, I suggested to him, asked him actually, whether he should make um, uh, the calling of a public inquiry into China's interference in Canada's 2019 and 21 uh, federal elections a condition for the Liberal NDP confidence and supply agreement to remain in place. He said he's always willing to, I'm paraphrasing here, of course, he's always willing to uh, review the agreement, and it's always there to be reviewed, but uh, they're not going to make that decision now. Now, uh, does Mr. Singh have an opportunity here that's staring him in the face, and uh, would it be wise for him to tie that agreement with the liberals to the uh, support by Mr. Trudeau for a public inquiry, or not so much?
1: Well, Mr. Singh is in a position when you look at public opinion when he's the the, the leader of the third party. But basically, he's not battling Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives. He's battling Justin Trudeau to to who's going to be the champion for the progressive side of the political agenda. So the question is: Is he just going to you know happy be happy to be the caboose on the liberal train, or at some place does he want at some point does he want to have want to be the engineer? This is going to give him the, uh, the the chance to do that. But what we've seen from Jagmeet Singh since he's come into the the, uh, the leadership of the NDP is that there's a, there's a lack of, of um, I would say, a sense that he could actually lead the progressive movement uh, in this country or lead the progressive vote in this country, and he always backs off when he gets a chance. And he c- has continued to back off uh, as part of this uh, agreement that he has with the Liberal Party. So at some point, um, he's going to have to decide, does he want to take over from the liberal party and replace the liberal party which was Jack Layton's mission that's what he was doing yes uh, but Jagmeet seems seems to have backed away from it
0: yeah i had that sense when i was talking to him that he he just wasn't comfortable talking about that and that you know for, for the electorate people want somebody who's going to make a statement and stand behind them and take action and stand behind the action they take if they want to be leaders now i'm curious between now and 2025 we could have an election i suppose before 2025 um, but between now and 2025, in the next 18 to 24 months, do you see the opportunity or the likelihood for the electorate in this country to become really engaged and really demanding something like we might have been in 1993 when, when Brian Mulroney walked out the door and threw Kim Campbell the keys and said, good luck?
1: Yeah, there's I think there's every potential that that could happen. I, it's, it's difficult to see what exists in the Liberal Party post-Justin Trudeau. So if if things continue on the way that they are, I mean, the best that he can probably hope for is either a, a nineteen, 2019-2021 result, which is basically identical. Potentially, he could win a fourth election, but there's every chance that he could lose it. Is he the kind of person who's going to hang around for a loss? Uh, you know, it's difficult to see. When his father lost in 1979, he walked away, and they had to beg him to come back. And then he, he won in 1984 and formed a, another majority government. But, you know, it's it's it, the, the walls are closing in here. Yeah, um, on the on the Liberal Party. There's so much that's been built over for such a period of time. I mean, whenever we, ever, we have, whenever we go out and we ask Canadians whether or not they want to see a change in government, the answers are really um, very uh, emphatic that people want to see a change in government. Now, the ask me, right? Justin, go ahead. Sir. Ask right. me, ask me, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to just uh, <laughs> uh, respond to the survey. Uh, but the but the um, uh, the truth is that the Conservatives probably had them in that position in 2019 and 2021 and gave it away. Yes, they did. So let's, let's see if Paul, Pierre Polyev is made of different stuff. And Justin Trudeau has more lives than a cat. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to watch how he's been able to survive things that would have been fatal for any other uh, national politician in Canada. He's been able to pull it out. But it, it looks to me like the walls are closing in.
0: Yeah, there was a famous quote by a former cabinet minister and a would-be prime minister, something about... Couldn't score in an open net, and uh, after the last election, what well, Daryl? If I, I don't know if it's fair for me to do this, but how would you predict the next federal election will turn out? If if we were going to have uh, an election, if an election were going to be called before the end of twenty twenty three because of circumstances that might develop between now and December, how do you? How would you propose the government of Canada might look?
1: Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a one of those situations where, you know, <laughs> the past is prologue. And, and we've seen in, in 2019 and 2021, plus all the public opinion data since then, that these two major parties are in deadlock. So, um, you know, the Conservatives have played the one big card they have, which is to change their leader, and they've done it twice. Uh, and it hasn't paid off for them. So the question is, over the space of the next a uh, year and a half, two years, whatever the period of time that the NDP and the Liberals are going to work together, can the Conservatives find a way to break out? And at this point, even as I said, the, the, the walls are closed, closing in on the Liberals, they're still in as good a position today to win an election campaign as, campaign as they were in, in, in 2019 and 2021.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever